This is Drug Supernatural, where a group of friends get together and attempt to get drunk and explain a season of Supernatural at a time. It may take forever. <laughs> so today we've got uh, Deb and Hope and Jess. I'm Deb, and uh, I've been a Supernatural fan uh, since I came, I binged my way up through uh the summer before season seven so that I could start season seven on time with everybody else. And then I've never missed since then. And today I am drinking, uh, I am drinking tequila in a Dutch brothers blended grapefruit rebel, because that's what I have. <laughs> it's a pretty good combination. There is nothing fancy about this. Tequila and podcasting. You are badass. I like it. <laughs> I discovered a number of years ago that um, I could pull the Dean and drink bourbon all day long and not get drunk. Tequila will make me giggly very quickly. Bourbon, I could sit here all night. <laughs> there you go. All right. Yay. Um, all right. So I'm Jess, and I binged uh, a few years ago, up through the end of season 11, all in one summer. Um, really long story, super short. I have a teenage daughter who was really into it, and I needed a way to connect with her. So she'd been trying to get me to watch it, and she said, hey, Rick Springfield's going to be on the beginning of next season. And I've been a Rick chick since 1984. Um, so I said, all right, I'll spend the whole summer binging. And I finished. And uh, by the time I finished that summer, I was hook, line, and sinker, bought tickets to the DC convention that November, took my daughter, met the guys. Um, it has taken over my life. My children and my husband no longer let me say the word supernatural out loud because I go around <laughs> quoting it all the time. Um, I love it. I gish. I'm team captain for a gish team. And uh, my drink generally, if I'm trying to get inebriated, is vodka mixed with anything sweet. And I found a juice today at the grocery store that is lime cucumber lemonade. Ooh. And I thought that sounded like a good mixer. So I am drinking vodka with lime cucumber lemonade on the rocks in a really classy red solo cup because I'm classy. <laughs> Oh, and my name, Jess, by the way, I have always spelled it Jess with one S, much like my cast. So yes. I didn't do it for him, but I share that with our cast, unless yeah. someone wants to fight with me about how it's spelled and fight me. <laughs> not going to fight you. Uh, <laughs> okay, so I'm Hope, and um, my heavy metal dude friend was like, you know what you should watch? You should watch Supernatural. And I was in sort of a weird place, and I binge-watched all the way up to season 11. That's when I jumped into, although it wasn't for Rick Springfield. <laughs> and yes, it has slowly taken over my life. I have supernatural stuff everywhere. <laughs> and I'm drinking Budweiser, because I'm that classy. <laughs> Good <Love> stuff. <laughs> all right. So... In talking about the episodes, um, I'm still not sure if we just want to go episode by episode. Not quite drunk enough to just jump right in. So <laughs> <laughs> probably should. And I know we both pulled up um, the wiki so we can try and remember everything. Oh, yes. Right? Yep. yep. So I 
I think a good place to start kind of um, instead of just doing a linear thing, because there's a lot of podcasts that do the episode by episode breakdown. I kind of want to jump in and talk about the season as a whole, you know, um, favorite episodes, least favorite episodes. It's really easy for us to get going on this one because this is while a super strong season in some ways, it's also <laughs> it's also got bugs and root six. Right. <laughs> and, and yeah, I'm, yeah. So <laughs> you know, it is what it is. <laughs> so well, I'll tell you what, it has my two scariest episodes in it. The ones that have scared me the most are both in this first season. Are they? Yeah, which is weird, but it's they're they're sort of monsters of the week episodes, you know? Uh-huh. And um so it's the benders, because yeah. real life is always scarier than monsters. Exactly. Um, same reason that of all the Stephen King books, the only one I've never read more than once is Misery, because that's a real yeah. life monster. <laughs> so, um, so Benders had me barely getting through it, and the Asylum episode. I am just so freaked out by Asylum. I am, I'm a huge American Horror Story fan, and that whole season, I was watching like from behind yeah, my ears. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So season one, there's so much we can say about meeting the boys and all of that. But if we're just going to dive in and figure out where we connect, those are the two mm-hmm. scariest episodes of all of the like, foreshadowing. I mean, the very, very scene of the very first episode is Sam hating Halloween. Yes. <laughs> this is it. It this absolutely is. is. Throughout this, the show that, you know, Sam hates Halloween. Yep. <laughs> yep. I watched, so I was like, oh shit, that happened. (laughs) (laughs) And there's so much. And I know they talked about how they didn't really plan all of this stuff out. I mean, Eric had his his you know his his five-year plan, but he didn't he didn't really because the writer strike messed stuff up, although we're jumping ahead. Um, so when we look at stuff like that, the things that happened in this first season, you want to look at it now as somebody who's watched the first five seasons a million times as was this intentional or was this not, you know, and did he mean to do that or did he not mean to do that? And what was it about the show that like, literally like, right. It was, you know, dad's been missing. He's on a hunting trip in season one and my friggin' life changed. Yeah, that's right. That just dragged us all in. Yeah. That that's going to go down as, as, History goes on, I think, and people look back at what what changed with our fandom, how it's different from any other fandom in the past. That single line is going to just be symbolic of so, so, so much. It's not the first line of the show, but it's the first line that makes your heart just go, here we go, every time. Yeah. And they're such babies. They're <laughs> so young. Their haven't even changed. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. They're, they're so so young. <laughs> My niece started watching like two years ago, and they go, "Auntie Hope, don't you feel a little dirty ogling these young boys?" I'm like, "They're older than me." Because <laughs> 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 they didn't know how long the show had been on. You know, mm-hmm. the show's older than my youngest child. She's a teenager. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, you mentioned the episode Bugs, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Were you an X-Files fan back in the day, I, Deb? I was not. I still have not watched a ton of X-Files, although so I'm very tempted. 
it's it's worth it. well it's worth it but anyway it's um there's a ton of crossover a lot of the writers and producers are the same from yeah. x-files into um mm-hmm. supernatural and a lot of the monsters are the same a lot especially in the early seasons they reference a lot of monsters that also were part of supernatural episodes but the thing that i think is really cool is that the director of bugs even though it's the episode that most of us just like would be happy to never watch again the woman that <laughs> the guy who directed it kim manners is an early writer director for X Files, also directed an episode called War of the Copra Hages, or I don't know how to pronounce it. It's the Latin word for cockroaches, and uh-huh. it was a oh, no. X Files. And it's the same person who directed both of them, and they both give you the. It's it's an episode of X Files that everybody's like, I'll be happy to never watch that again because cockroaches take over everything. So I love like, finding those little connections between shows. So like I don't I I really don't like the episode bugs, but at the same time I like knowing that Kim Manners has that connection to both. I don't know what Kim's thing was with bugs, but he really apparently liked bugs. Well, he liked cars too, right? Because Kim Manners also I think directed on Dukes of Hazard. So he yep, understood not really. I'm, I, you'd have to look it up, but I know I've heard that said. Huh. So if, if that's correct, then he understood the importance of baby right away. Oh, it really does, doesn't it? Baby, I mean, was immediate for me in that first season. Oh. And what that was, what that car was to those boys. Well, and she was so iconic. I mean, from the very, very beginning. Yeah. She's, yeah. she's everything. And that brings me to... Uh, the end of the season, just real quick, um, the, the 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 very last scene of the season with the truck. With the yeah, semi. I know, Little baby. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I could give a, give a crap that the rest of them were dead, but they hit baby. <laughs> right. <laughs> that first season, um, there was a, a direct, not a director, but a, an executive producer on the show called Richard Hayden, um, and. Richard did a show that I absolutely adored that was on for, um, I, I think there's a 13 episode season of it out there. Most of it was, I think eight episodes were shown in the U.S. It's called Miracles. And I'm writing starts, this down. So. Um, and it starts Skeet Ulrich. Um, Skeet? Skeet. Oh, Skeet Ulrich. No Skeet Ulrich. Oh my dad, from, dad from Riverdale now. One degree from Superman, um, right? <laughs> yeah, Jericho. Um, Jake on Jericho. And it was a, uh, Skeet was a, a, a miracle hunter, essentially. He worked for the church and he went around and looked to see if people were really, um, you know, if these, these visions or whatever that people were having were actually real things that happened. Um, it was a fantastic show. And did it, if it were on now kind of thing, it would have gotten a huge wumpy fandom who would have been like, this is the best thing ever because he got his head hit like as many times as Sam does. <laughs> <laughs> but one of, the, one of the pivotal scenes in the pilot episode was um, a train hitting his car. And it looks exactly like the scene Wow. In the final episode with the with the semi hitting baby, and I'm like, you can see Richard Hayden's stuff all over the first two seasons of that show because it's really dark, it's really darkly shot, and everybody talks about it. And it's like, this is a lot of that was Richard's influence, I think. I you know until Supernatural, I never watched programs to look for the fingerprint of the producers or the directors or the writers. You know, right. I just never thought about that. But now 
we all talk as a fandom about, oh, God, here comes an episode written by so-and-so. It's going to be awful. Here comes, you could totally tell that one was directed by Rich. You can totally tell. And it's changed the way I watch other shows because I now, now you look for those, those stylistic choices that they make or those, those, um, like the car thing that you say, the, the scenes or the images that they, they keep getting drawn to recreating. That is really cool to know. I liked about first season that it was, these were the stories we all told each other growing up. And I think even with a little bit of disparity of age, we all told Bloody Mary. Mm-hmm. All, yeah. We all stood in front of that freaking mirror and did that. And, then the, <laughs> and the hook man, and we all told the hook man. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. Yep, we absolutely that did. Whole Route 66 meets, you know, X-Files vibe that it had going. It was the second, second episode where Dean's hiking into the woods and they're like, yeah. you didn't bring provisions. He's like, I have M&Ms. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you need anything else? Yep. Yep. Second episode too, though, that was Wendigo, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. There are two different X-Files episodes that mention that monster. Like crazy. It's just, it's like they sort of have a, a set, those first season or two of standalone. They're like, let's just go with urban legends that are right out there. You Google them, they come right up. Um, and it made yeah. it familiar for all of us, like you said. Like you can just immediately get that chill because we all connect to that. And the very first angel is actually seen in, se- in season one because we meet the Reaper. And mm-hmm. we are That's a right. type of angel. So it's really <laughs> the first time you get into that realm. Now, did we know, did they say that, they didn't say Reapers were angels, because we didn't actually know that angels were real until we met Cass, right? Later season. Yeah, it's retcon, but, yeah, yeah, it's retcon, but we find it out, I mean, later we find it out. That that was an angel. I didn't actually even think about that until you just said it. See? Drunk smart. And that's one of my favorite episodes of the season, too. Yeah, that was heavy. Yeah. reality too of like dean i think that's the first time you really see dean as other anything other than the goofball you know yeah the tough guy goofball that he suddenly he's he's i just lost my word (laughs) hi vodka Um, (laughs) he's he's what's the word i'm looking for vulnerable yes a quality we then see progress through the season so it's really interesting you get the sort of base of who these characters are and you instantly get the Jensen and and Jared connection that they were going to be brothers had they met ever. The, yeah. the love between those two guys is so obvious on the screen. Yeah, it's just amazing. Do you find yourself thinking, not in a fan fiction way, but just in a now that we know them so well, Dean's drive to Stanford to pick up Sammy in the three hours prior to episode one, because we're not used to the idea that they hadn't seen each other for two years. I can't imagine them going two years without being together. And the idea that they had been apart for so long and hadn't seen each other and Dean's driving there and he's playing it off silly and they wrestle and they're fighting and they're giving each other crap and he's flirting with his brother's girlfriend. But, (laughs) but, but in reality, like that was their first reconnection as brothers after a really long absence. It, when I, after I knew that I go back and I watch it differently. Like it, I look at Dean as being so needy. Like I just need my brother. I've been with my dad and I've lost my dad. I, I need somebody by my side. Well, and he even says it at some point. I'm not positive it's in this episode, but Sam says, you can do this alone. You've done it alone. And Dean says, I know I can, but I don't want to. Yeah. You know. Oh, and this is because <laughs> Bobby, right? And Bobby oh. was supposed to be one of those one-off characters that wasn't supposed to come back. Yeah. 
And really what you get in Bobby, I think, and it's so funny how the fandom sort of really hates John Winchester. (laughs) The fandom hates John Winchester, but embraces Bobby as this, like, amazing parent character. Yep. Right there, I mean, the establishment of, you know, family doesn't end in blood. Yeah. Well, and I think that that's one of those things that, you know, it'll be interesting to see what the other third of the other half of our group brings to the table regarding John Winchester, because I am definitely on the, you know, John Winchester's A-plus parenting side <laughs> of things. Fanfic. Fanfic. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I haven't done on that rabbit hole ever. Um. <laughs> and it's, it's kind of funny that the fandom does hate John Winchester, because in a lot of ways, he is hateable. I mean... You see it right right there in first season, the way he reacts with Sammy. Um, but he also loves those boys very, very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it season one when Yellow Eyes possesses John and John yes. is talking to Dean and Dean figures out that it's not John because it's too nice? Yeah. Yes. That's yeah. Like that's that's my go back when people are like, no, no, John was not such a bad dad. I'm like, he was so bad <laughs> that the demon was too nice to be. <laughs> right? Well, Sammy says it right there in the first episode. Sammy goes, "This is ridiculous. We were raised like warriors," which is still such a cheesy line. <laughs> it's like, you know, I told Dad I was scared of the thing under my bed, and he taught me how to use a shotgun. <laughs> Because you should be afraid of what's in the dark. Yes. Are you stupid? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that man. was woman in white. That was, you know, the very first pilot. I think that's what yeah. caught me was I always loved those urban legends. I've spent the night, like Jessica's daughter, I spent the night in the Lizzie Borden house. And Have you really? Oh, yeah, in the murder room. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> See, this my, is my- what happens when you live on the West Coast. You don't have any place cool to visit like that. We, my daughter did it for her 15th birthday this year, and Hope was like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to hear about it. It's my favorite place to sleep. And then I sent a picture to Jess, and it turns out I had gone with a bunch of her coworkers, people she knew. We're all connected. Supernatural right. has all one big family before we even knew it. Right. That's, and that, that happens. <laughs> I went to a high school graduation, sort of off topic, that we're drinking <laughs> and it was, uh, he's practically my godson. I, I grew up with this kid, but I hadn't seen him in like six years. And I had my supernatural necklace on. And I walked in and he looked at that necklace and he was like, oh, geek, can you come <laughs> down? I want to show you my lightsaber. <laughs> and it turns out he cosplays and he is just this just amazingly wonderful young man that I think is gay. But that's a whole other thing. <laughs> yeah. Now, are you going to let him listen to this podcast when we have listeners now? <laughs> I you have to say, you have to tell me cut this part so I can yes. cut it. Yeah, note to I don't self. Think he'd mind. Yeah. Yep. I share his podcast. He probably wouldn't listen to mine, but. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's just a funny thing. And he said it. He said that my fandom, Supernatural, is just known to be the nicest group of people. And I certainly found that. Absolutely. We make but friends. I love that sort of. Friends. I love that sort of stealth fandom. I went to for drinks with uh, some friends after a theater one night and I was sitting in this restaurant and the waitress comes up and she has on Castiel's Grace necklace mm. and a skirt with um, uh, devil's trap sigils and angel sigils on it. 
And I'm like, You're I right. love your stuff. <laughs> you know, nobody's going to know what the hell that is unless they know what it is. And if they know, it's an instant bond. The number of yes. strangers I've hugged because yes. I'm always wearing at least one, like it's a podcast people won't be able to see, but I have my moose and squirrel necklace on. I have my gish charm bracelet on. I have my, I wish for this. I'm wearing my Winchester shirt. The walls around me are covered. Um, the the, the afternoon that you've got your gish shirt on, look at that. Yep. <laughs> the afternoon of the finale this week, I was at CVS and I was paying for something with my supernatural wallet and the like 16 year old who was checking out my stuff at the counter. He looked at my wallet and he's like, oh my gosh, are you going to be okay tonight? <laughs> I was no. like, no, don't talk to me about it. I'm trying not to think about it. But it is, it's an instant bond when you see somebody who, and you know, they know, and you just sort of make eye contact and reference the thing. And it's awesome. I love that. It's the, it's the most fun because you can totally stop this fandom, which is awesome. Well, look, look what's happening right now. I met Deb um, online and then met her at the, the Las Vegas convention. And because she gished and everybody yelled at me that night that I should gish, I did gish and I met Jessica. Now we're all on a freaking podcast. Because this is her life now. That's the fun. So, Deb, you're going to have to join us. We have we have an expedition that we're going to try to do next summer. We're starting now to save up because we're all going to cons this year, so we're using up all our money. Um, there you go. We're going to meet up in Austin next year. Uh, yes. Wait until after the final season because yes. we have a better chance of certain people possibly being in certain locations. Mm -hmm. uh, he was there this weekend for the... Uh, those those pictures from the cars. I know. Um, but yeah, it would be really fun to have a podcast mid-country meetup, East Coast, West Coast, meet in the middle. Oh my God, that would be fantastic. Yeah. That would yeah. be so much fun. Yes. Totally. Okay. I love it. Well, and I talked, I, I was thinking about that because I was like, I, when I did Vegas, I was like, this is my one and only con. I'm never going to do this again. Totally not going to do this. And now I'm like, it's the last season. I've got to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> But, but my debate is, do I do Vegas, which is almost the end, or do I wait until Nashville, which is, like, right before the end? So I might do NashCon next year instead of Vegas, just because it's the end. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, I'll miss you, but messages. I'm, I told my husband, oh, no, I'll only do one con. No, I'm only going to do this year. I've already bought my Jensen op for next year. <laughs> yeah, my, my poor wife is like, I don't even understand why you want to do this, but okay. <laughs> yeah, my it, it took a little while to explain to my family because last time we went, it was all, I'm taking my daughter. She was 14 at the time. This made perfect sense. My best friend and her 14-year-old daughter were going. This time my daughter's not interested. I'm just going. <laughs> like, what? But but although Mommy I hasn't outgrown it yet. <laughs> and I am going with Kim, our fellow podcaster, and her daughter. So we're awesome. gonna be part grown up, part have a child with us. Yay, good. Um I thought of something I was gonna talk about on, on one of the episodes and I just forgot it and I have to go, go vodka. See, I'm gonna just keep blaming vodka. I like that I that's perfect. That's no why we do this. Know that I always am. Um, oh, I know. Okay, episode two. Yes, Can when you guys tell me who the bit part actor was that was in that that went on to have a really big role in a really big show, but who is now dead? Yes, Corey. Um, Corey from Glee. 
Yeah, Cory Monteith. Yeah. Cory Monteith, yes. Yeah. Finn. Yep. So when I started my binge and my kid was trying to talk me into it, we get to episode two and I go, oh my God, it's Finn. She's yes. like, what is wrong with you? What? <laughs> it's like, he's not even a main character. He's going to die in like 20 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I loved going. <laughs> so see, we're BFFs. Yep. <laughs> that was my people first. on the show. We're other yep. people. We're like um, the one we talked about with the Reaper. The, the girl in that was, oh crap. Yeah, I'm drunk and I can't, but she was from another show and she was fairly, fairly popular. I think she went on also to do Dexter. That was Layla and she was on Buffy, uh, the Vampire Slayer, and she was on Dexter. Yes. She awesome. was. Um, Dexter crosses over a lot. Mark Pellegrino. Oh, my God. Was Pellegrino on Dexter? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, really scary motherfucker, actually. <laughs> Unsurprisingly, I don't think he plays anything but scary motherfuckers. He was also on Lost, which was my first fandom show. I knew he was on Lost. Yeah, that was the first show where I started connecting with people online to try to find other people who wanted to talk about it. That was the first time I ever found a group. Yeah, Jericho was my first, but Glee was really my first. Yes. Yeah. It's really supernatural. Like, I'm a second generation Star Trek fan. I never (laughs) thought about going to a Star Trek convention. But I was like, yeah, I'll go to Supernatural. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you remember her, uh, Lynn from the convention, older lady, uh, legally blind. Yes. Okay. So as I'm in Vegas, this, for this convention, she gets my address and she mails me something. She sent me a Bacchus coin. A what? Oh, a Bacchus coin. Just because she said she wanted it to go to somebody that she knew would treasure it. Oh, that's, that's so, so sweet. Awesome. So, that's like, so sweet. And it's such so, a terrible design. It is. It's a horrible coin. <laughs> I, want, I want one desperately, but they're terrible. <laughs> and I totally I will, will admit that they're terrible. Yeah. You I've got one. Your address and I'll send you the one Lynn sent me because I got one in Vegas. Oh, you're sweet. <laughs> Do you guys, I don't know if we're on all the same pages, but there's a person online named Dean Demonic. They yeah. use that. That's their Facebook name. And they, they um, it's a person who does a drag show as Dean. And anyway, the, so they have some cool Facebook stuff and they went and they had piles of those coins and said, does anybody want any? So I messaged this person. I'm like, you don't know me, but I'll make a donation to Random Acts if you'll send me a coin. And so I made a donation. I sent the screenshot to this person. This person sent me a coin. It's hanging up behind me on the wall. And again, it's dumb. It's plastic. It has zero value, but, but he's not going to love it. it. And, I don't and he to, touched so I, it. Like, great. I, mm-hmm. I sent it on, you know, nice. <laughs> but I know Dean Demonic. I've actually known her since before. Um, I started following her because, yeah, she does this great drag cast, just yell drag. Yeah. She lost her husband like this year. Been yeah, really, very recently. The outpouring of the fans to her has been really kind. Jensen found out what happened. And she actually dressed in drag and got her picture with Jensen. Yeah. Oh, yay. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. we are a family, a very dysfunctional family, but a family. And it's a family who loves everyone for everyone. I just saw one of the Kickstarters reached its goal for a fan who was doing a Kickstarter to pay for their top surgery. And mm-hmm. it's the, the person who has named themselves um, Dimitri. 
Oh, and just just hit their goal so that they can go ahead and get their top surgery. And I thought, like, I can't think of another group I've ever known in my whole life where everyone's like, I will totally contribute to that. You should be you. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So everything they do, I'm constantly amazed by what this fandom pulls off of this stupid show, you know, just to bring the podcast back. And it's not even that good in first season. It really isn't. You know, there's actually a really good run there between between Bugs and and Route Six Six Six. There's four really solid, amazing world building episodes. Um, Home, Asylum, Scarecrow, and Faith are all really, really good, and they do a ton of heavy lifting for the for the whole series. I think really because you really- get into a lot of the relationship between sam and dean and the um the you know dad's little pawn versus i gotta get away from you people and dean's uh vulnerability and um just and meg you know meg shows up which is fantastic we meet meg and we meet um um missouri yeah and we don't then see too or yeah and home yeah forever yeah, so Mary Mosley plays so heavily into this fandom and these characters. It's so weird that it's a one episode, one off. Yeah, for, she's for, in, for years and years and years. Yeah, yeah, she's in two episodes, you know, yeah. and 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 yet she's just amazingly important. So, Absolutely. which I think is great. We pick people that are like random that do like three episodes, and we're like, we love that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that person yeah. has become a pillar of who the boys become. There, there are certain people who are their family forever, even yep. if you only meet them once. I was surprised yeah. to remember when I was sort of reviewing a little bit for this podcast, so I wouldn't come off totally stupid and drunk, just drunk, um, <laughs> that we meet Ghost Facers in season one. Yes. I didn't remember that it was season one. Yes. Like that, I, I and they, again, they're another character who they show up once. They could be a throwaway. A couple of years later, they're back. Throwaway. A couple of years later, they're back. You, you know, yep. the web series. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And we found out, Jess and I found out that Jensen and what's his face were in a like a really bad '90s movie or sitcom, something TV like show. that. Yeah, and sitcom. Jensen sings. We we found a clip on YouTube of Jensen singing when he was like 17, wearing totally dorky pleat front khakis, button down Oxford shirt. He plays like the the bully preppy kid on some sitcom for one season, and he's trying to win a girl's heart. And as he's singing in the background, this character walks by, and I was like, "That's the ghost facer guy." <laughs> we're all messy. Yeah, we're all three at work and we're messaging each other, totally ignoring work because we work in different places. And one of us found the clip and one of us found the web page on Wikipedia and one of us was able to find the cast list for one show and we connected it. And it really was both of them on the show together all those years ago. That's hilarious. And now he's like, have you seen what he looks like now? Ghost Facers guy? On Seals? Yeah. He could kick Dean's ass. So hardcore. He's ridiculously buff. Somebody was talking about bringing him back to the last season and was like, look at what he looks like now. And I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm well, probably like they they write him in and Dean would, he would, he would totally make Dean cower somehow. It would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> they need to do a ghost chasers though. I mean, they, they definitely homaged it this season. There's a little ghost chaser stuff in there, but God, it has to come back to the last season. 
because it's just such a goofy thing. Like the Winchester suck, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm a little drunk. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it's supposed to work. <laughs> hey, tell me what you guys think about the controversial episode Route 666. Okay, sorry, I have to refresh. What? What's uh, this? Is the one that people call the, the racist, racist joke episode? Oh God, Cassie, talk about Cassie, Cass, Cassie. Mm-hmm. Never mind. First time we find out that Dean's really soft in bed. I love that episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Deb. Actually, Hope and Kim and I have this whole thing that we love where we say. Dean is such a badass in real life, but he's always the soft, sweet one in bed. And Sam is the dorky, lovey, hippie chick dude during the day and is all in charge in bed. Their scenes are so things, This is canon fact. Yes. You, yes. You can pull up every scene we've ever seen of Everything. either of them hooking up yep. with somebody. And I mean, Dean is slow motion sweet. Yep. And Sam is like, pick him up and throw him around. Yep. Is, yep. Is, is season one where we get the girl, Madison? Yeah, I think so in Heart. Hold on just a second. Oh, is Heart it's season three. one? Or, um, in, no, is that season two? No, it's season two. Oh, bummer. We'll talk about that next time. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but every time I watch that one, I plug my ears. I don't want to hear the gunshot in the final. I never yeah, I hate that. <laughs> Weirdly, I like the episode after it, though. That's when oh. they go to Hollywood. Oh, well, it has the Gilmore Girls reference. How can you not let that <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking about season two yet. <laughs> sorry, okay. sorry. Back Rewind. <laughs> Rewind season one. Was but yes. I wasn't a Jared fan in season one. Like, I, I had that whole transition happen for me. I don't know about you ladies, but like, oh, yes, Jensen, Jensen. What the fuck? Misha. <laughs> I thought you stalked Misha in Vegas. <laughs> Something so accessible about him. <laughs> I today made me nervous, though. She was mm-hmm. nervous. I was nervous to get a photo op with Felicia Day. Oh, really? Oh, I'm such a fangirl about her. She's a darling person. She was so good to my girls and their their photo shoot with her. She talked to them for like 15 minutes. It was it was awesome. Um, all right. No, wait. Back to Route 66. Tell okay. me what you think about the racist truck. <laughs> I thought it was a well-told told tale. And I actually really liked when the black guy uh, during the lunch scene, you know, tells him about the truck. And he goes, back in the day, they didn't care about certain people in this town, you know, and looks <laughs> at the white dude. I thought that was really spot on. <laughs> yeah, I think it gets a lot of, I, I mean... Literally, people talk about it as racist ghost truck episode, and I think it gets a lot of, of shit because of that, but it's not necessarily, like, the worst episode ever written. It's, there the hierarchy of episodes for me, episode, the hierarchy of episodes <laughs> for me is, is this great? Do I absolutely love it? Is this so bad that I just want to spend all my time making fun of it, bugs? <laughs> is this just bland so bland that i probably won't think about it again after i watch this which for season one for me is probably <sighs> shadow you know eh, it's all right it's got meg it's got bad guys brings john back in but it's nothing exciting is that the one where they they put the holy water in the sprinkler system at the end 
No, that's the end of season three. It's where she uh, gets thrown out of the window. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Window. All right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's There's like, like we switch from old Meg. Yeah. Demons like to screw with Sam. That's yeah, like it's not right even there. the switch from old Meg. The switch from old Meg to new Meg doesn't even start, doesn't happen until. Shit. Because new old Meg's she in comes, season after two. After she gets thrown out the window, does she come back in that body? She does. Uh, I don't remember that. Because they do the exorcism, and it might be season two. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, 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 yeah. She's broken and she dies. It got it. Yeah. 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 I like I like original Meg and I like new Meg. Yes. Yeah. But I like a lot of people split on that. They don't like the blonde. And I was like, well, she was I thought she was good. I like both Megs. I like both Megs. I like Rachel best, but both Megs were good. Yeah. Well, I think I mean, and I think that's a writer thing. I think the writers gave us a Meg to love with Rachel. And and it doesn't have anything to do with either actress. I think blonde actress, and I'm really sorry that I don't know her name. Sorry, blonde actress, first Meg, (laughs) um, that uh, I I carried her through as Meg. She could have done really cool stuff with that writing as well. But we all like to see cast. Well, and I think they did write for her really well. I mean, first Meg was snarky and evil. She was just flat out evil snarky mean and evil and really down to destroy the boys which is wonderful you know she has some she has some great season two episodes um absolutely fantastic season two episode um i like when she came back I, uh, as a ghost yeah absolutely but i don't love um but i think that when they switched they also softened her a little bit so like Meg says, at, at some point, you know, much, much, much later on, you know, you've, you're a little bit good and I'm, you know, I'm a little bit bad. You're a little bit bad and I'm a little bit good, yeah. which I find disturbing. And she, and so that switch, I think, made a difference with the actresses too. Sam and Dean managed to corrupt demons to become a little bit good and mm-hmm. corrupt angels to become a little bit bad. Or to become a little bit human. I don't know that they create the angels to be bad, but but yeah, it's they. Wow. <laughs> and the blurring of the line starts right there in the first season, though. Like, here are these guys that you want to love, and Sam's trying to go straight. We all know that, but they're committing credit card fraud and pool hustling pool, and like so. Yeah, they're saving lives, but but at what cost? To you know that. Well, you don't pay for that, you know. Nobody pays you for saving their Nobody lives. Nobody pays to be a superhero. Yeah, brother. that's true. Yeah. It doesn't pay to be a superhero. This is not a good job. <laughs> it's also where they establish that they're sort of outside of the law and mm-hmm. and what that really entails, which I think in later seasons is lost. I think yeah. with the bunker and the security they're able to build there, you lose what you had in first season where these guys are literally living out of that car. Yeah. I mean, they are essentially on the lam even before they're officially on the lam. Yeah. Yeah. absolutely. You know, I, I, I think back to the 1970s incredible Hulk where at the end of every, every episode, David Banner is walking down. He's got to get out of town. Walks away with sad music. Sad music, the the leather satchel. (laughs) Well, and they don't mess around with it either. I mean, they start like right off in season in in the first season, episode six, skin is like it's literally boom. Season six episodes in, they are on the run. He is officially either dead or wanted. Yeah, to address it because we'd all pull 
the bullshit card. Like, yeah. you can't go around and do this stuff and dig up graves and burn bodies without getting a bit of a freaking record, you know? Yep. yep. They, come, they come circle back to that when they did the 300 episode. Yeah. So it's, it's really just the fact that the show has gone on for so fucking long. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you kind of have to, I think, stop doing some of that stuff after a while. It's like, you, we have to, yes, we know they're wanted, but we cannot have an episode every season where they figure out how to get away from the police for this season. Right, you know? right. How and I, I feel like the, off their trail. they aren't doing, they aren't out hustling pools so much unless they're on the road and they need a quick hit of cash because I think Sam has just improved his hacking skills enough that they, you know, he's doing his credit card fraud online. He doesn't need to go. That's my headcanon is that Charlie taught them how to to do stuff like that. And so now they just don't think about it because Charlie basically won them a lottery and they've got shit tons of money off somewhere and they don't have to think about it anymore. Love it. Perfect. I'm talking about like, you know, first season where you really feel that pain of living in these shitty hotel rooms. And eating shitty food because Sam bitches about it. In even in season one, like, oh my god, I'm gonna fucking die. Yeah. And so the show, as it went on, had to do something about that. So what do they do? They give them a fucking bunker. Of course they get a bunker. <laughs> yeah. Well, they gave them they gave them the roadhouse first, and Kripke decided that he didn't want them to have that, so they blew it to hell. And then they gave them Bobby's place, and yeah, that was that hell. That was too comfortable, so they blew that to hell. And so he had. Now I'm jumping seasons. We're jumping seasons. But you cannot like talk about how so every now and then I get nervous about the bunker. Let me say it like that. Yeah. <laughs> that they're gonna lose the bunker. I, I worried about that recently. That, yes. that they were going to lose the bunker. And I, and I think there could be a lot of um, interesting, I mean, we, we already know there's an end in sight, but there could be interesting storylines to revisit what it's like for them to have to relearn to live rough a little bit um, yeah. and not, not have Dean with his, you know, memory foam that remembers him. Um, and but go they back know to that the and baby. have other bunkers now. So like they've got the, yeah. the stuff, so they could blow up the bunker and they could go back to, you know, where the, Tentacle porn came in. Oh. <laughs> I mean, how is that not right the hell out of the pandemic? upstate New York bunker? Yes, there you go. <laughs> but it's, it's just, it is so funny to go back and to listen to their stories. And I'd like to include this in the podcast, especially it, the pilot. Jensen and Jared talking about what happened when they left filming the pilot. They had to get a hotel room for like an hour. And they're wearing all that heavy makeup and they're like trying to convince the Radisson or wherever they're at to give them the hotel room for an hour. I did not hear this story. I did not hear this story. No. Jensen no. tells it hysterically. He's like, if Twitter had ex- existed, our entire careers would have been ruined because the dude from Gilmore Girls and the dude from Smallville. <laughs> we're getting a room we're trying for an to hour. Get a hotel room while wearing makeup. <laughs> yeah, like they couldn't get them to rent them the room just so they could sleep for a couple hours before they're playing. And they had no idea whether they were going to get this show and this this miracle that changed their fucking life. And like Jared says, I mean, I don't know. I, I assume anybody listening to this podcast would know, but Jared met his fucking wife. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this is one of these places, by the way, that my brain is just just sober enough that I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to find Jensen telling that story and insert it here. I can okay. find it for you. While and we talk, I'm going to find it for you. Excellent. Thank you. And <laughs> at the beginning when we were talking about where we got 
sucked <laughs> in by that 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 the by Jensen saying, you know, dad's on a hunting trip and he hasn't and he hasn't been home for a couple of weeks. That clip totally inserting it. that into the podcast at that point as well. Yes. <laughs> that's not exactly what he says. He yeah. says dad hasn't been home for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Sam goes, okay, you can say whatever you want in front of Jessica. <laughs> and he's yeah. like, dad's on a hunting trip. Yes. <laughs> and he hasn't been home for a couple of days. Jessica, go to the bedroom. <laughs> yep. Jessica kind of doctor alone. Yep. Yep. He's, by the way, can I just try be like, what the fuck? You just said he could talk about anything in front of me. Why are you? Yeah, she's well, little, little does she character. know she's about to burn to death on the ceiling <laughs> thanks to a yellow demon. Cookies. <laughs> and we know that I'm sorry, like, yes. cookies. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or is that just in fan fiction? No, 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 we know no, that. She really didn't make the cookies. It's not just fan fiction. Yeah. Every once in a while, you have to go, was that in the show? <laughs> oh no, dude! I had to do that all the time. Where I'm like, did that happen, or did I read that? Like, okay, totally skipping seasons. But when Jensen's wife comes in the show and she plays Aniel, yeah, and we're like, no, no, no that was Anna. <laughs> <laughs> you either know or you don't know. And yep. for listeners, you either know or you don't know, and you can message us if you want to find out what we're talking about. <laughs> I just went in like that. We were like, I there was like a moment of a gasp in our groups on our Dusty L groups. It was like, oh, no, that was wait, did they ever actually say that with Anna? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> My father figured out where Castiel came from. Really? It was like some book that was super popular in the 60s. Um, kind of sort of started like little cult groups, you know. And they had angels for everything. And he was like, yeah, Castiel, the angel of Thursday. I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Um, Hey, Deb, so that you know, you're going to be, to find that clip, you're going to be looking for uh, VegasCon 2015. Okay. Yep, I believe so. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm finding little blips quickly that say things like, hey, we need a room for two hours. Yeah, so I'll dig in it deeper, was like but Fairfield okay. or something. It was like a totally straight Marriott hotel. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we just need a room for two hours. <laughs> and they're wearing, they, they talk about the heavy screen because you can actually see that through the seasons. First season, you can tell they're wearing heavy matte screen makeup. Yeah. Because it was pre high def. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. When I think about do you laugh when you look at season one and they whip out their flip phones? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god it's been so long so much stuff so much of that stuff and, and but even then sam with the internet everywhere, everywhere. he's like he's got wi-fi in his hair he totally does <laughs> there's a lovely clip where they're like what is sam using his hair and he's like i don't know and Jensen turns to me and he goes moose <laughs> <laughs> I've seen online conversations where people are like, you know, if you're trapped on a desert island and you could bring one thing from Supernatural, what would it be? And people say, Sam, so we'd have Wi-Fi. Exactly. (laughs) And Dean would find us. Yeah, and then Dean would come rescue us if we had Sam. It'd be all good. And it's all because of that first season, because if you didn't get drawn in, I am actually attempting to bring it back to this first season. If that first season hadn't caught you, you yeah. wouldn't have watched the one it, season one is uh, the the girl, the pastor's daughter, Hookman. The Hookman. Hookman. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I actually thought that was a really genius episode because it was told in this very sort of like campfire way. And you love that Sam cared without it having to be sexual. That mm-hmm. makes sense. Yep. Because yeah. we all had told those stories. Like, thank God you didn't turn the light on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. gosh. That's terrifying. Absolutely. We, so yeah, scary. I heard that ghost story. I also heard the, the dog licking the hand. Yeah. That wasn't included. Yeah. <laughs> Serial killers lick hands too. Yep. Yep. Heard that ghost story. (laughs) And that's what it tapped into was this like um, sort of profound knowledge that we all had of these stories. Well, that's one of the reasons I think it caught. And I know that when I started, because I did come to Supernatural from Tumblr because I was, you know, on there for other things. And then there's all of these pictures of these people and this looks so interesting. And I'm like, okay. Fine, guys. If I, you know, and it was seven seasons in when I started, so I was like, okay, if I'm gonna do this, if I'm gonna jump in at the first season, what can I skip that will give me the myth arc and hook me to the show? And so I got from a lot of people, you know, you have to watch the pilot, and then here are the episodes that you really shouldn't miss, and here are the ones that you can go back again and watch later. And that's how I started. So the first season I watched you know, five or six episodes and was like, oh yeah, this is totally my jam. And then I could watch the other ones that weren't so great. So by the time I watched Bugs and Route 666, I was already hooked. You were hooked, yeah. Because I had, because I binged it from a different direction. Yeah, so I loved it. Not a bad way to do it. I really didn't know that that people didn't like that episode. I I saw it. Racist ghost truck episode? Yeah, well, I thought there was yeah. so much in there that, that was foreshadowing how liberal the show is. I mean, yeah. you had a white woman who married a black man, mm-hmm. right? And produced Cassie, who's absolutely beautiful, which we all know what we think that foreshadows. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. We could still Just find that out in season 15. It could be. <laughs> it could be that that was our first glimpse of Cass and he was just keeping an eye on Dean. <laughs> But I have a story with Dean and Cassie that um, showed Dean in a light we hadn't seen him before that, right? Mm -hmm. We hadn't seen where Dean was like, I told you what I did. Yeah. Well, he'd never done that before. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Even with, well, and again, episode season jumping, even with Lisa, he didn't say what he did. You know, although Lisa was just one bendy weekend, supposedly. You don't well, come back to just Lisa, you don't come back question. to just one bendy weekend though, you know. No, although Dean does I like Bendy. Ben was his son. <laughs> That's true. I, I firmly am convinced that Ben was his son. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm, I'm I mean, 100% they, they filmed the... it that way. There's there's yeah. no, I mean they were pointing us in that direction the entire episode. That's oh. yeah. yeah. I think everybody's in that camp. Yep. Um, so looking at season 1, what's your favorite? And what's your least favorite? All right. I'm going to scan through really quickly. So you might no have to problem. cut out a 20 second pause. I'm going to get drunk <laughs> off my ass. Um, <laughs> season one. I'm going to go with her at 66. I'm sorry. I mean, that's when he tells Sam to shut his pie hole because of music. And I think the whole like Sam researching started in that. Because mm-hmm. he didn't know that Dean driving into the sanctified land would work mm-hmm. but he was like yeah. i had an idea i thought it and would you saw this sort of establishment of their characters in that and dean 
a little bit that's always sort of lost in the show is Sam's a pain in the ass. <laughs> and he always ribs Dean about everything. And fucking with him about Cassie was pretty, pretty mean. So he's such, with that. he's such a little brother for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. So, yes. So that is your favorite. Or your yeah, and I'll, I'll say secondarily would be the one set in Texas with the, with ghost facers. Okay, so the um, Hell House one. Yep. Because they were also pranking each other during that season, that episode. Yes, that was the prank episode. <laughs> I love that oh, one. You know, the sticking into the this. I'm drunk. Sticking <laughs> the spoon in the, in the mouth was funny. <laughs> it was definitely, yeah. and I love Sam with the fish and the the beer bottle. <laughs> yeah, the super glue beer bottle makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I think my favorite, I mean, it's strange because my, the reason that it's my favorite doesn't have to do with canon and doesn't have to do with world building and all of that, Mm -hmm. but Hell House made me laugh and I was binging so hardcore that all of this, the, the urban legends and the scary stories, and they were sort of pouring over me. And every time I started a new episode, I'd sort of take a deep breath and go, okay, what are they going to scare me with now? And it was, it was sort of the first time that I really laughed out loud a bunch of times during an episode and thought, these guys are fun. I mean, I already mm-hmm. knew they were sexy and interesting and broken. And of course, I'm going to rescue them because that's what I do. I fall for the people who are broken and I want to save them. And that's how they're written. Um, But but then I found out that they were funny and that um, I I just, Hell House did make me laugh that way. So, um, and by the way, yeah, if anyone wants to come to, um, Massachusetts, this summer Blue Oyster Cult is doing a concert for like 10 bucks and they are referenced in Hell House, which is why I will be going to that concert because I now choose my concerts based on whether they're connected to Supernatural. Can I just sleep at your house? Can I sleep in the bunker? Yeah, you can sleep in the bunker and it's it's the Lowell Summer Music Festival. Blue Oyster Cult is one of the bands this summer. I want to sleep in my office. I can sleep in your house. Random Supernatural stuff, but just... I couldn't believe it took Dean that long to figure out that that was a Blue Oyster Cult symbol. And that I'm like, really, dude? Really? He he was off his game for that moment. It wouldn't take him that long now. Now that he's in the bunker listening to his albums regularly, he'd he'd Mm -hmm. be on top of it. Um, So, yeah. What about you, Deb? What's your favorite and least favorite of season one? I... I have a real hard time picking favorites like of anything. It depends what I'm in the mood for and where you guys are going for laughs and sexy with I'm I'm always going to choose. I'm almost always going to choose the angsty episodes first. I am absolutely an angst queen. I love that shit. I eat it up with a spoon. So I have to say it's okay. Jensen Ackles is the most gorgeous creature alive in face when he <laughs> falls down, when he gets touched. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> you, you don't have to twist my arm there. He's the most gorgeous nope. creature alive every second of every day. When Daniil posts pictures of him on the toilet, he's the most gorgeous creature alive. So, so I can tell her our, our, our little thing. I go between I go between Scarecrow, Faith, and oh. Devil's Trap. And, and I adore Devil's Trap because he is so incredibly vulnerable to Yellow Eyes and John's body. Yes. Yeah. You know? um, and then Scarecrow was funny and it introduced oh, us to Meg. Funny. And so I, I love those. 
you know, the benders was terrifying, which is yeah. awesome. I don't think I'll ever watch that one again. There's there's certain I love it. Oh, I actually watch that one fairly often because I oh. think it's terrifying. I love it. It's it just... I, yeah. I love Law and Order SVU and I love like those real life serial killer stuff. Well, yeah, I, I just like, the it's a Criminal movie. Minds episode to me for sure. And it is, but I that the Benders are a real family, or the name that they got the Benders from is a real thing from uh, Pioneer Times, Kansas. Okay. It's just some shit. <laughs> it's it's too. I just I I when Sam figures out that they're just people. Yeah. yeah when he's locked up and he's like, "What are they?" You they're know, just people. They're just people. His his panic of like. I already devote my life to dealing with evil monsters. I don't have room for evil people in my right. in, in my worldview. There isn't and space I for that. They don't do a lot of evil. People are just evil episodes through yes. the run, but there are a few of them, you know. And every time they come on, they're super disturbing, and they're rarely my favorites, except the Benders. For some reason, they did it really well there. Like the daughter is heavy. The doctor, totally heavy. <laughs> the doctor <laughs> episode, yeah. That was, that was <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, but the bender, I thought they what they did with the benders was so genius is that, um, first of all, it's Jensen's scariest, right? He says mm-hmm. that's the scariest one. Yeah, that's yeah, Jensen finds the scariest one. The logic behind it, it's like we only take one or two a year. We don't want to get caught, yeah. and and you have the humanity of that of the cop whose brother was taken. So you have this whole other story happening within that story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's, it, it's maybe I'm overthinking it. <laughs> the, the whole that that little girl, that creepy little girl, when the when the oh police God. officer's talking to her and she's like, "Hey, honey, do you need help?" and you know, whatever. I can't remember the exact lines. And when she screams for the bad guys to join, I'm just like, I don't like scary children. When I can actually hear a child coming down the stairs, so we may have a moment here where this show is I have my drink. <laughs> That's okay. I'm out of things to drink now, so it's too late. I, Whoever's behind the curtain, come. You can come say hi, but I'm doing my podcast. <laughs> oh, I just got a deep I sigh. It. <sighs> um, this is just this we're show. at about an, we're at about an hour, so okay. just a, we're at just a touch over an hour, so we're doing pretty good um, to roll down the favorites and least favorites part. So awesome! So did you guys do your least, least favorite? Least favorite. I didn't like home. I'm going to be like controversial. I, I, I didn't like the idea that Sam's so powerful, but he couldn't sense John. Yeah. And I didn't like the trauma that Dean had to, I mean, like I thought in that regard, the show was great because Dean's trauma of going back to that house was yeah. palpable. Yeah. But well, it's also I mean, like. That first season, those two episodes are the things that it put me in the John Winchester's A plus parenting camp <laughs> <laughs> because both boys called in home and in faith and were like, "Help, help!" and nothing. nothing. And he's nothing. right there. Yeah. He yeah. So, yep. He just was such a shit, and and <laughs> I didn't like uh, that they brought him back for the three hundredth. I mean, I got it. I got what that was. And they did handle it, I think, okay. When you got Sam being able to confront his past and Dean being, I have a family. Yeah. But I think John deserved it. Yeah. I, 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 I would have liked it to have gone differently, but I didn't write it. So. <laughs> well, and you look at first season, you're like, why can't Sam? 
be a hunter and go to school. Like, why couldn't, why did, and they mentioned it, like, John burns bridges with everybody. Even Bobby, <laughs> Bobby tried to shoot him. <laughs> I had a feeling Bobby shoots first to ask questions later. Sometimes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but he also loved those boys, and that was really, like, you know, shown. So, like, the idea that John pissed him off badly enough for him to jeopardize his relationship with those boys is already set up in season one, that John was a dick. Yeah. And, you know, Mary, I'm sorry, wasn't much fucking better. (laughs) Well, we find that out later. We didn't know that she was the cause of the existence of demons in the boys' lives to begin with. Yeah. Um, yeah, She was raised by hunters. It's not her fault that she was raised by hunters either, but... um, yeah, yeah, they said they didn't have a plan, but the way this this was able to like circle back um and say, like, you know, this bloodline, particularly when they did that in season five, that Mary had to marry John because of the men letters and But then you know what? That's not John or Mary's fault, it's the angel's fault. Yes. <laughs> or if we're gonna season jump completely, it's just God screwing with his favorite reality show. It's totally making us rethink everything we've ever known about this. And you, show. you know what? I actually started to think about that today too. And I was like, because I was thinking about, you know, the, I was thinking about season one and I was thinking about what was happening and what we, what we were gonna be doing. And then I was like, the end of season 14 changes. She was messaging me. She's like, I'm just rewatching whatever, whatever episode and realizing it's completely different now. Doesn't matter yeah. what season you open every episode now. I mean, did God push yellow eyes to do what he did or did God just let yellow eyes do what he did? Either way, he didn't interfere. Like oh, I, yeah. I, I, I feel when he's it. writing this, I, we always thought, you know, when we thought of Chuck as a prophet and he was just writing things, it's like, he was writing what was happening. And it's like, okay, no, you're not actually writing what was happening. You're making it happen. And you're making it happen because you're an asshole. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, that goes to this foreshadowing that you sort of really start to establish in season one, whether they knew or not. Like, we knew Eric had a five-year plan. Yeah. Eric was going to do this regardless. This was his thought on the show. We're going to go. And they're so faithful to the Bible just being somebody who was raised religious. Um, The whole idea of reapers, that's in the Bible, dude. All of that is in the Bible. And we were starting to get that in season one. And it took him, what, till season three, four, four to bring in an angel? Four. Four. Mm -hmm. They wanted to in season three, and the boys fought it. Well, and in two, they were, because they they did, in season two, there's an episode that's, um, you scroll. The priest. Yeah. Um, if I can remember which one it is. They, they were going to make that the first intro of an angel. Oh, when they, yeah, when they keep seeing angels everywhere. People are seeing angels and there's the angel Houses on the porch. The yeah. Yep. Houses of the Holy. That's they where Dean that. sets the up a seance and the priest that. shows up and asks him what he's up to. And he's like, I, this isn't what it looks like. I got nothing. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And he's like, nope, I can't, no way to explain it. You're right. It is what it looks like. <laughs> Just what's your least favorite for the season? So I'm, I'm, you know, I mentioned earlier that like Asylum and Benders are the two that scare me the most. Mm-hmm. Um, but Asylum, I wouldn't call it my least favorite because it scares me, but it scares me in that way that why I want to watch scary things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but make the uh, jingle. <laughs> yeah, I like the jingle. But I, th- I do think that 
that vendors is my least favorite. It just makes me uncomfortable. I just, um, same as Sam was, I'm totally okay with you giving me all the monsters. I I don't, I don't want to spend my entertainment time remembering that these things happen in the world. I, I am very happy telling myself the vampires aren't real, even though I've loved Lestat since I was 12. Um, so, um, so anyway, I have no idea if you've captured any usable um, audio or footage or information from any of us or if we I got so. as I think this was like a ton of fun. I think so. Yeah, I think we got a minute and twelve now, or an hour and twelve now of uh, of hopefully what's pretty good audio. A couple things to to break up and play with, and 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 spend some time editing. So it's absolutely going to be worth it. So. I'm so excited for this, and I'm totally um, I'm. 99% of the time, really flexible for when you want to do this again. I, I work full time. One of the advantages so. working for myself is that I can totally do this whenever. It's like, nice. that's okay. So, and well, what one of these points, we're going to get all six of us in on this, and it's going to be a madness. Awesome. <laughs> I met Ember and Jeannie at the it was It was like instant. It was such a click. And Kim and Josh have just been yeah. amazing in my life. So I have a, I have, um, wait, now I forgot what it was. I was going to ask. <laughs> Thanks, vodka. Um, Thanks, vodka. I think that might be my catchphrase for this podcast. Thanks, yeah. vodka. Thanks, vodka. Thanks, tequila. tequila. Um, now I don't, ah, it was a really, oh, can you guys give me non-supernatural based podcast recommendations? This doesn't have to go out on the broadcast, but since we all oh. listen to podcasts, I'd love to hear what you guys love. Joe Rogan. Okay. I, oh my god, Joe <laughs> I listen to a shit ton. Hold on just a second. I know mine are all on my phone. <laughs> 500, 500 supernatural podcasts, to be perfectly honest. Hold on just a sec. Let me pull I'm going to be honest and say that I only listen to like seven or eight podcasts, and Joe Rogan happened to be one because he just he, he gets them stoned and fucked up, and they say the most outlandish things. Okay. So non-supernatural podcasts, I listen to um, The Bugle, which is a news comedy podcast from Britain. Okay. I listen to uh, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Yeah. I listen to um, Dumb Gay Politics, which is a lesbian and a straight woman talking about politics from the standpoint, like they talk about politics like they're um, talking about a reality show. So people who don't know anything about politics, it's fun to listen to. I listen to This Podcast Will Kill You, which is uh, two women named Erin who are um, microbiologists who talk oh, about wow. different diseases. Um, that one sounds like right good. now, the one I've got in my the one that I've got in, in my queue right now is on Zika. Okay. I just did on measles and stuff like that. I listen to uh, the James Bond podcast, even though I've never watched a James Bond movie <laughs> in my life because I like the voices of the guys who do it. I listen to Gastropod, which is about uh, food through That's the lens of science and history. Yeah. Super fun. Uh, and then a bunch of real estate podcasts because I'm a realtor. And so I listen to a bunch of um, uh, real estate coaching podcasts, especially Brian Buffini. So if you want a uh, coaching that's good for everything in your life, Brian Buffini is awesome. All right. Noted. And then I listen to what's the last one? What's the other ones? 
no, not library. I don't want library. I want shows. <laughs> um, Wizard Team, which is um, Harry Potter uh, chapter by chapter for uh, by um, two black girls. Okay. Um, so it's run by the their company now is called Black Girls Create, and it's very cool and very interesting. And they're on the last, last book now, so halfway through the last book. So I don't know what's going to happen with that. Uh, Extra Hot Great, which is just a pop culture podcast. Listen Up A-Holes, which is a, a Marvel podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, pop Culture Happy Hour, which is my very favorite podcast. Wayward podcast with Kim and Brianna, who are my favorite people in the whole yes. world. <laughs> um, Unladylike. And still pretty, which is Buffy the Vampire Slayer podcast. Cool. So, as you can tell, a shit ton of these are pop culture, and then the rest are real estate, and you're not super interested in those, probably. So, (laughs) that's okay. I listen all day because I I sit at home and I work online all day long. So, I just I either have a Netflix show going on my other screen, or I listen to podcasts all day long. So, I love to hear recommendations. Awesome lot so feel free to share what you're listening to to me too because i oh i feel i'm a realtor i drive a ton so i I can tell you some of my favorites if you want really fast all right last podcast on the left real life crime serial killers really funny years and years and years going back you will love it really not safe for work but my daughter and i listen to it constantly these guys are actors and it's awesome it's called last podcast on the left and it's really really well known they have a whole network now like yep lpo uh, yeah 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 Um, i don't care about not safe for work i love porn on my boss's computer (laughs) yeah well um speaking of that i just started listening to himaros live which is Davy Wavy's new podcast. Oh, Davy yeah. Wavy is the one I sent you that link to. Mm-hmm. He's um he's an acquired taste, but he is very straightforward, uh, healthy um, gay sexual culture discussions for men. But anybody who is interested in just learning more about things that they don't know about, and he's mm-hmm. has his own erotic website and stuff like that but this is his podcast so it's kind of safe davy wavy um so that's called himeros like eros but with the word him in front of it um but i'm kind of new to that one and he radio lab is amazing radio lab is curated stories that is fabulous um david tennant just started a new one called david tennant does a podcast where he interviews amazing actors and they just chat and his voice makes me melt so i would listen to him read the phone book anyway but his podcasts are very clever absolutely very cool um and then david tennant as a as a person very much yeah and you will like this because he's just himself chatting with people about life it's it's really he has a tina one with tina Fey, who i'm also love as a person so cool i just listened to the tina Fey one it's excellent you will very much enjoy it um depending on what kind of pop culture stuff you like there's a tv show called um you're the worst it just finished its run on fxx but a friend a friend of mine is in it and he has a podcast that he does and so sometimes he has well-known actors sometimes less well-known he's sort of in that la not quite super famous but in a lot of shows kind of guy yeah that's that's called the ton cast t-o-n-n C-A-S-T. 
Okay, I've seen the commercials for You're the Worst, but I haven't watched it yet. So it's, it's really, really fun. It's uh, only five seasons, and there's only like 13 episodes a season, so you could binge it pretty quickly if you want. Yeah, it's um, on my hiatus. I should probably look at this. I got to figure out something to fill the summer. Well, note to yourself when you start watching it that the dumbass character. To watch Haven. Sorry. I was trying to get you and Je- you and Kim to watch Haven. Haven. Yeah, I haven't started that. Haven was awesome until it wasn't. Yeah, I don't like how it ended for my favorite character. My, I have a feeling we have the same favorite character. Yes, we have the same favorite character, and it just was just a lousy ending for him because he was the hero of Not only was it a lousy ending for him, but they dropped so many balls. It would have been so, like in season three with the with the preacher. Mm-hmm. I would have loved to have seen that storyline play out differently. And I want to beat the writers for not like going with that. That would have been so much more interesting than what we got. I'm sorry. We went no, it's okay. Gadriel, I'm, I'm like, by the way, one, one degree of supernatural Billy and Gadriel are in Haven. There you go. And Gadriel is oh. his father. Oh yeah. Our favorite okay. character's father. Yeah. Yeah. And Billy's All right. a little hey. bit and scrape. Another yeah. podcast, sorry, uh, The Angel of Vine, the one that just came out this year that Misha has a part in. Yeah, it's really good. I to that. It's a fast listen. It's really good. Yeah, it was, it was very good. Angel of Vine. Yes. All right. Uh, so, <laughs> let's see. Um, well, I think really everybody's favorite um, quote for season one is pretty much dad's on a hunting trip. You know, there's yep. really I don't do there's sure. other good ones, but I think that's the best. I that do. and um, uh, Driver picks the music. Shotgun shows his K Cole. That's his K Cole. That's just. <laughs> you, you I think that update, uh, you need to update your cassette collection. Why? Because <laughs> that's. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 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 I, Baby is so huge in season one that that like really that's the end note is like you may not have fallen in love with the show but you fell in love with that car. Oh yeah, for sure. And that rumble and the squeak of the doors, it just became so iconic. I actually I have a friend Deb, a local person in New Hampshire. I've never met her in person, but we're Facebook friends who gishes, and she posted recently. She's like, look, Dean, I've loved you for years, but you are a hunter. If you don't oil your damn doors so you can sneak up on somebody and fix the muffler, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> well, right, and about the muffler because that car, well, and when you're running from the police and you're trying to stay hidden from the FBI, and how, I many, how many of those Impalas do you really think are on the road? I know, I know. It's funny. Well, actually, you know, this weekend they changed the license plate. They addressed it. It when like that's why it was. I think season eight was the least popular season because they got rid of baby. They put her baby. They weren't allowed to drive baby, and like that was just show who they were. Yeah, Gabriel said that when he's the trickster, he's like, "I saw that stupid car roll into town." I have to admit that I actually really adore season eight. It's one of my favorites, but that's because of Benny. Yes. 100% because of Benny. Benny. We're so, going to split the fandom right now because people hate Benny. And I don't know. I thought Benny was a great Just like they hated whatever. <laughs> yeah. 
sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sam's girlfriend. There are people who don't want anyone to come between the boys in mm-hmm. any way, even as a friend. And it's it's the people who are unhappy about the steal and it's the people who don't want Benny and it's the people who don't like, well, I don't like Sam's little almost wife for a while either, but um, different I, reasons. Like <laughs> I just don't like her. But, but I didn't like the storyline. It wasn't that I didn't like her. No. Her side. Yeah. Yeah. Like, a, like yeah. it's a bullshit storyline. Sam hits a dog. What the fuck? That was like such a cop out storyline. Sam should be like, doing everything to get him back. And is that Sam? <laughs> yeah, I, I, it, I just have to look at who was writing for that season and be like, did you really hate Sam Winchester? What are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? Why are you doing it? Stop. Just stop. I'm going to tell so. a story because I didn't quite do what Jessica wanted me to do, but I had a meet and greet with Richard and he did that wonderful episode with the, the roosters this last season. Who was this? Richard state. Oh yeah. Yeah. I had a 45 minute meet and greet with him. And I, I had, um, they wanted me to ask about the cocks. I didn't ask about the cock. <laughs> I, I used rooster. I was like, was that, you know, like intentional? And he's like, he was so grateful to be asked that. He's like, oh, no, no. It was really funny. They were actually kind of in the diner. So I, I knew Jensen would react if I, like, totally loaded the roosters everywhere. And the scene where he pushes the rooster out of the way, that was just Jensen. Yep. Just Jensen. That was, it was just Jensen. And I, I thought that was great. And I think Richard, when he directs, we've all loved his episodes. Um, he gets what the fandom is. Yeah. It's where we're coming from. Yeah. And he's, I, he's, I'm being paged by my other responsibilities at the moment. I'm sorry. Okay. I didn't mean to interrupt yeah. you, but I'm being called to, it's getting close to bedtime here. So. Oh, that's true. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Thank my you. Love. This was perfect. And uh, we'll uh, go ahead and I'll mess with this and see if it worked. Fingers crossed. Okay. For our yep. first outing. And uh, we'll see how it works. And if it uh, if it's good, I'll put it up. But if it isn't, then we'll try it again. I'm all for it. And whether we record or not, I'm always up for a conversation about this crazy world. So call anytime. One hundred percent. All right. Thank you. you guys. Bye. Have a good night.